0: 45495 to download the app or listen at iheartradio.com. Standard text and data rates apply.
1: Well, welcome to the show, church family. I hope everyone is enjoying their Saturday. And I hope that um, everyone is enjoying football. The Georgia Bulldogs kind of got beat up a little bit there. Right, Doc?
2: You know, I don't care about the Georgia Bulldogs. Even though I I do live in Georgia, however, come, I'm pretty sure they did.
1: <laughs> I'm trying not to <laughs> laugh right now because at the beginning uh, of the show... <laughs> Me and my co-host are sitting in the studio waiting for the show to get started. And so I'm looking over at my co-host, and then he realized, hey, wait a minute. My headphones are not plugged in.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you caught me off guard. You caught me off guard real good. (laughs) Yes,
1: yes, yes. Okay. I'm going to get you a Judge Bulldog t-shirt. Nah, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> wait, wait a minute now, now. I love the Georgia Bulldogs, but they, you know.
2: Do you even watch football?
1: I did that day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough, so uh, you know, maybe all the fans will probably call in and just say, "Hey, Mr. T. Pan, you have no idea what you're talking about." Maybe mm-hmm. not.
2: Yeah, hey, you know it.
1: That's my husband's team.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, your husband's team.
1: Yeah, well, you know, um, me, I uh, Georgia Tech fan.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, okay. What you
1: got to say about that? I
2: ain't got nothing to say. You know how I am about Georgia teams. I'm not going to put myself out there. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm born and raised in Georgia. I'm just not a supporter of Georgia teams in that way. Well, I go to the game, but, I'm you know, I'm just not a fan.
1: Okay. Anyway, moving <laughs> along. Thanks to all of those who are listening, by the way, of the Internet that came out to Sister Strut this morning. We had a great turnout. We had a team that was uh, participating in Sister Strut, and Sister Strut, is a event that women and, and men alike get together uh, to raise fund to raise money for cancer awareness. Great turnout, right, Doc? Yeah,
2: great turnout. You went out
1: there? Did you have a yeah, good time? Had a, I
2: had a pretty decent time. You know, we did a little dance, did a little Zumba. You know, move from side to side. You know, to warm up and stuff like that. And you know, they, they did a, a warm up. Yeah. Warm oh, up,
1: so Zumba. you could stretch? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. The stretch. You needed a warm up, so we did a little. You know, did that little. The little Zumba thing that everybody's doing.
1: Oh, I think I may step on the Zumba now. I think I got it. I, I got you. I got you. <laughs> At any rate, hey, it is what it is. For those of you who have not participated in anything for um, this month, this month has a lot of different activities. Cancer awareness is one, another one is uh, domestic violence. Uh, is one, and then lupus awareness. Yes, I, I lupus. wasn't aware of that. That's another yes, one. Yes, so make yes. sure that you know become well read when it comes to different things happening this month. Support a event or a charity, and if you have a family member that might not know about these different health events that's taking place, do help them get. Educated. A lot of times we get kind of like boxed in with just coloring the whole month pink. But it's different colors for different people, for different things. Go out to our Facebook page and make sure you read up on those different things that we're talking about. And that is Zone Radio. And if you're on Twitter, you can follow us at Design Radio there as well. We're going to take a break and we're going to do it like we always do. We're going to get a little spiritual crunk up in the studio today. And we'll be back in just a moment.
3: Let's go get it. Give me that joy I can't explain. Add extra peace that'll ease my pain. Want that love that'll never change. Give me, that. Give me 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 that power to walk away. When another God wants to take your place. As much of you as I can take.
0: Give me that. Give me that. Oh, oh, oh. Anybody ready? Oh, oh, oh. Ready for his glory. Oh, oh. Of a life, oh, oh, oh. let me tell you this. story. story. Oh, oh, oh. Every place that's dark, oh, oh, oh. he will bring it to light. Oh, oh. Hypocritical hearts, backsliders, liars, time to get right. Oh, oh, oh. See, I include myself, oh, oh, oh. I cast my own stone. Oh, oh, oh. I'm the man in the mirror, y'all. Oh, oh, oh. I can see my. Christ by faith. Uh I had to make that choice. I had to open up my mouth and say, Give me that
3: joy I can't explain. Add extra peace that'll ease my pain. Want that love that'll never change. Give me that, give me that. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that power to walk away. When another God wants to take your place. Much of you is I can take. Give me
0: that, give me that, give me yeah. that. Oh, 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 oh. Anybody tired? Oh, oh, oh. You want the show to end? Oh, oh, oh. Get the actors off stage. Oh, oh, oh. And let church begin. Oh, oh, oh. Do you want a revolution? Oh, oh, oh. You want to hear new songs? New song. oh, oh, oh. God is cleaning up house. Oh, oh, oh. And first he's starting right at home. Ooh, oh. Miracle water, Uh my for money and fame. Uh Everybody got a title, Uh but do you know your name? Uh If we humble ourselves, people Uh fall on our face Uh and ask God, everything in me that's not right, take it away. Yeah, give me that joy
3: that I can't explain. Uh, Add extra peace out of ease of pain. Uh, I want that love that. That. Give me that Give me that Give me that Ooh, I want the power to walk away I see you. When another god wants to take your place nah, As much of you, Lord, as I can take I see you Give me that One more time Give me that One more time yeah, been dead
0: no escape, to me I'm not the same me, I'm not the same on me, you took everything, you took away everything, and now you're my everything, now, now you're my, my everything.
3: Give me uh, oh. that God who breathes life into the nostrils of man, uh, and sovereign God who predestined creation before time began. <laughs> I want the God elegance decorate the darkness with stars The God who orchestrates the future At the same time, he knows where you are hey. Give me that God who supplies my needs Cause he owns all the cattle on the hill yeah. And he's the God who wipes my tears And provides enough to pay all my bills And give me that God, that's the God I'm talking give about Give me that give God. God, that's God. I'm talking that God. God. God Give me that give me that's that God. Give me that.
1: Way to kick off a of Saturday, right, dog?
2: Hey, that's what I'm talking it's about. Hey,
1: it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and I'm enjoying myself here in the studio. This is Straight Talk for Christians, of so those of you who don't know it, but we're going to jump off into our news, and at the top of the news, there has been another shooting.
2: Wow. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw bits and pieces of it on Friday, so yeah, yeah.
1: Hmm. What is really going on?
2: You know, it's just one of those things. You know, as we would say back in the day, some conspiracy um, theory or something that's going on. But, hey, you know, I, I can't put my finger on it. We can say that it's guns are the issues, but I don't think it's going to stop it. So, Well,
1: I don't, I don't necessarily know um, is, is it that or is it people watching news and they're coming up with new ideas. Hey, I always want to do it. Let me try the same thing, too, because it's happening back to back. You know, it's it's
2: kind of one of those things where you really have to take time to assess the situation because, you know, I definitely believe as believers, we're doing our part, we're praying, but we really got to be proactive about really finding out what's causing, you know, these different individuals to act out in the way that they're acting out? Is there a society? Is there a club? Is there something that they're part of that they are all just saying, hey, we're going to do it at the same time? You just have to look at every possible Well, avenue. you don't know, do you? You don't know. You don't know.
1: Yeah. Definitely, we have to be praying because there's so many things happening in the app There's no way to just narrow it down. Well, moving along, Raymond Simone, um, back in the news again, one of social media's favorite people to not like. She actually <laughs> uh, said on The View... That when it comes to black sounding names, that if someone actually came in and she saw their paperwork and they had a black sounding name, she wouldn't hire them. You know, like if you had a name like Demarcus, Lil Ray Ray. Hmm. Lil Ray know, Ray going to be on Lil, your resume. Lil, Lil Ray Ray. Lil Ray Ray going to be on your, on your resume. You know, maybe Earth and, Earth Stars Shiliqua. and Moon. You know, uh, you know, uh, uh, Lexus, Honda, car, Mercury. Really, I'm just saying. You know, you you'd be surprised at some of the names that people have. You know, I've seen some names that were like, "Oh my God!" You know, um, what in the world? How did you come up with that? But. Is that a reason to say that you wouldn't give someone a job based off their name? But, you know, the, the thing about it is, I
2: think for a lot of people who have those names that you cannot pronounce, and, you know, usually it's African-American people, we are discriminated against because of a name that we was given us at birth.
1: Uh, well, you know, her name <laughs> is Raymond, Raven Simone.
2: Yeah, but but that's a—and pr- and I'm, not, I'm not Team Raven on this thing, but in a defense— on the defense side of it, you know, you go through that process where you skim and you're looking at people. Okay, applicants. but
1: you don't look at the name, you look at the credentials of the individual. <laughs> so you mean to tell me that you're gonna look at the applicant name. Well me, and say, so I'm not gonna hire you because your name sounds black? I, That's what she said on national
2: television. Okay, in Raven's defense, I used to be an in-house recruiter for this Uh. particular job. And so when people would send their resumes in to me, I would look at the name, and I would look at the email and see, okay, what kind of email And I would kind of get a gist of who I wanted to interview and who I felt... Fit so you job. were discriminating?
1: Not necessarily. That's called discrimination. No,
2: no, I don't. Because nine discrimin-
1: times out of ten, you probably fi- figured it was somebody who was black. <laughs> That's discrimination.
2: About eight percent, ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, I was correct, but I always reached out with the call just to make sure. So you, you
1: with know, Raven Simone on this one?
2: I. To a degree, to a to uh, a degree. What
1: degree is to that, Doc? What Here's degree? Two a degree. You, you know, if you're coming to a job
2: and you t- your name is you know Lil Ray Ray, Lil Ray Ray. Say so your name, Lil Ray and then your email is Big Daddy Want To I'm not gonna call you. You're not serious about a job. So you know, I try to take all those factors into consideration. You know. When you're talking about doing different things,
1: well, I'm so just I can gonna, I can agree with her I, a little bit. I, 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 I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree because Lil Ray Ray didn't name herself. No, he didn't. It's like Blue Ivory. If Blue Ivory had the opportunity,
2: Blue Ivory wouldn't get no to dog. come
1: back and name herself. It wouldn't be Blue Ivory.
2: What about north,
1: northwest? And what's well, who was that name? Their baby seven was that? Uh, uh Erica Badu? Was it
2: Erica Badu Or was it Madonna? There wasn't one of them, Th- they, one Okay, of them, um, all right. Their name, Erica but see, Badu, they but they Erica got Badu. they
1: got all the money. They got all this money, and they're naming their kids Apple Tree and Seven and all these kind of things, Blue Ivory and. So now, I'm what, if, what if what if little Blue Ivory? I, that sounds good. <laughs> inspiration, I like that. So what if Blue Ivory goes to uh, put in for a job, get an Ivory education, and their application is in front of Raven Simone's desk? So Raven Simone said that if she had to look at applicants and they have a crazy name, and it's a blackish name, they wouldn't get hired.
2: But Blue Ivory is not really blackish. You can't really say that. By African point, American. My point is, and then she ain't gonna never have to work because her mom and dad got all the money. So
1: yeah, but my <laughs> point, point is, what well, so do Raven Simone. She got money, <laughs> but my point is that the child did not have a choice and who named him.
2: You know what? If it was me, and, you know, I, I you would get say, your name changed. I would get my name changed, or I would go to my oh, parents. and say, can Lord. we? Can we? Can we throw another name in there? Oh. <laughs> You know, look, why did you name me that? You know, I would really want to know what was the inspiration. Maybe that's a question that, you know, most people need to ask. What what inspired you to give me this name? You know, I've considered you know using what? my middle name over my first name on applicants because my middle name would probably open more doors for me than my first name. So I've
1: even considered changing that. A 11-year-old bully uh, murdered an 8-year-old neighbor with a shotgun after a dispute over a puppy. Now, they, they both stayed, like, in a trailer park. Mm-hmm. And what happened is the 8-year-old girl had been bullied by this 11-year-old boy. So the mom had went to the school and said, hey, listen, this little boy has been bullying my, my daughter at school. And so the school talked to the parents of the little boy, and it kind of, like, you know, died down a little mm-hmm. bit. Well, the little girl got a puppy. And she was in her yard playing with her puppy, and so the little boy who had been bullying her came in the yard and asked to play with the puppy. She said no. Mm. He went in the house and got his parents' shotgun, Mm. single-barrel shotgun, pointed at her chest, and shot it. It killed her.
2: That was intentionally?
1: Yes. That was intentionally done. So they're going to charge. This happened in Tennessee. The boy is going to be charged with first-degree murder. Uh, in, In... In... I
2: feel like this, in, in that case, you know, a lot of people may not agree with me, but in that case, I think the parents should take some responsibility. And here's why I say that. That child should not have known where to go to get the gun and have easy access to getting the gun. There's just no possible way that that should have been allowed. So in my case, I don't think that the child should receive as harsh of a punishment. Yes, give him some type of punishment. Punish him for what he's done. He need to learn the rightness. But the parents still, in my opinion, they should take some of the blame.
1: Well, you know what? uh, Today's 11-year-old, I don't know if you've been looking around, the average 11-year-old kid is very smart, probably a lot smarter than you and I were at 11, with technology in and, the and sixth grade and middle school, you see the little kids in middle school, you know, they're not the same. Nowadays, when you see an 11-year-old and an 8-year-old, it's like a big difference. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. It's no. a really big difference. No, no uh, You don't think so? No, it, it's the type of parenting. I think he knew exactly what he was doing. He, he knew exactly he what he was doing. He wanted to kill her. He
2: did, but... It's the type of parenting that you have. Because I'm going to tell you something. My mom and them had guns and everything else in the house. And I knew not to take my tail. And I don't care how mad I got with anybody.
1: Because I was scared to get a whooping. Now, you know you got plenty of whooping. Now, listen. You got plenty of whooping. We're talking about we're African-Americans. And and the average African-American household back in the day, I don't know about now, since they got time out... You got spankings. You got, you got nowadays. Spankings. Whoopings. Kids not no up, well, Whoopings. there you go. You got a. What's, whooping. what's the difference between a whooping and a spanking? A
2: spanking is a little pet, in my opinion. But a whooping, when they put their whole arm and and they show. Okay, I need it.
1: some applause for the Doc <laughs> Bishop analogy. Okay, let's give him a hand. <laughs> Okay, that is the Doc Bishop analogy, (laughs) one-on-one. There you have it. The difference between a spanking and a whooping. (laughs) So I think the whooping is going to really make you cry.
2: Oh, yeah, the whooping make you cry, holler, and call on Jesus. I know I did.
1: I bet you did call on Jesus. You know, (laughs) I've seen some pictures out there in your Easter suit. And I know you would call on Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> well, you got to
2: bring the suit into it? And the it. double-breasted well, suit. Well, you got to bring the Man, suit? Man, you into look like a,
1: the old Freddie Jackson with that suit on. Boy. Hey, they used to call me Little Freddie.
2: They, Freddy. they used to call me yeah. Freddie.
1: <laughs> 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 but uh. still, I, I um, I know you know it's it's completely different than it was. Now you might go to jail. Yeah. yeah. The one yeah. young lady we saw, on, um, you know, when they had the riots happening out in Baltimore, that went and got her son and smacked him upside the head. There were people that were trying to brain charges against her after the fact. Like, the, the child welfare services is like, we're going to go after her because she shouldn't have done that. The police department openly applauded her, but then there were still people trying to give her repercussions and saying, that's violent, she shouldn't have done that. But in the black community, it was like, yeah!
2: Yes, yeah. Yeah,
1: you know, you should do just that. Mm. So, but... In this case, this 11 year old boy, and I don't know enough about because the story didn't really go into about his parents, but he knew exactly where to go, where to go with the intent that he was going to kill. her. And then, hey, was it preloaded or did he know how to put, you know, obviously he did because he went to this little girl and pointed the barrel in her chest and pulled the trigger.
2: That's why I feel like you should not be allowed to take your kids hunting to learn how to shoot animals and things yeah. like that.
1: But I'm thinking about the parents and <laughs> the fact that they lost their daughter. Um, that is really heart wrenching.
2: Yeah. Our prayers definitely go up to that family, both yeah. families.
1: Well, you know, I'm gonna uh, go to an old story and come back to uh, to something new, and only because I had never heard about this. And this is a story of a minister who was on TBN, had a PhD, was really working in clinical studies in the medical field and stuff like that. Mm. And they re- they brought the story back again on television, talking about criminals which made me want to <laughs> talk, about criminals. talk about this particular pastor about who was actually being promoted on TBN. And what she was doing, she was selling a concoction that she put together, concussion. said, if you take this, you will be cured of cancer.
4: Mm.
1: And these people were spending like $5,000 and more and had gone through their savings Thinking that this was going to cure their family members of terminal cancer. Wow!
2: Mm. Did they get
1: no? They nobody mm. survived. no nobody survived.
2: No, nobody survived. So Was she convicted of manslaughter? Because technically, that would be manslaughter. Well, they gave
1: her fourteen years in prison. Mm. But the thing that got me about it is, is that <laughs> we see, you know, we well, we watch people on TBN, especially in the church community. Sprinkle that little water. Sprinkle some water. I'm not gonna even go there with <laughs> dog. you, dog. Don't, don't sprinkle the Sprink, water. Sprinkle, sprinkle. When we see it, when we see this on television, uh, we we're thinking like, oh God, they must be
2: really anointed, uh, really anointed. <laughs> yeah. And
1: then we stamp it by saying, because they on TBN.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly.
1: You're absolutely right. You know, and so uh, a TBN for the church community is like the Nike symbol for tennis shoes. Yeah, you, yeah.
2: you get what yeah. I'm
1: saying. Yeah. yeah. And so you were like, oh, they were on TBN and. Wow, yeah. is that horrible? What you know?
2: It goes back to say how thorough are they really researching the backgrounds of these people before as, they, bring they bring them on, before their they show. Bring them on to the show? Because that show is kind of like yeah. validating
1: some people. Exactly,
2: because if you're putting them on your platform and you're you're standing behind them, supporting them, you're just as much as to blame as that individual who's saying this particular thing worked. In my personal opinion, you know, yeah. you, you can't be so gullible. I don't care who come on TV. I don't care if you think it's miracle water, Jesus Himself. Has not came and Knocked on my door And said hey Open up the door got something for you If Jesus didn't say it
1: Yeah and you paying $5,000 $5, and
2: more
1: not, not,
2: not, I'm not, I'm not For a, uh, a Bottle of
1: water No actually She liquid, had She had food. a whole Bunch of stuff in there And uh, like lotion And All kind of crazy Stuff in there And uh, yeah And these people were thinking it was going to cure them. It probably
2: was a mineral water with tadpoles in it or something like that. She
1: had some crazy stuff in there. They were, ab- they were uh, able to uh, go through a lab and see what all the ingredients were.
2: Mm, Palmer had some Crisco oil. And...
1: You know what? I'm not going to even <laughs> listen to you. <laughs> hey, you know Not going to listen to you. All right. Well, I will finally said before we go to break. And this is a uh, inspirational story for me. And it's about prison versus Harvard. It was a debate that took place. And this debate happened out in New York. Well, you had a couple of, well, three inmates. And these three inmates actually did a debate against the uh, Harvard debate team. And they won. So the big deal is, is that no one expected them to win because they were considered the underdog. Now, out in New York, New York State... Well, the governor there was trying to get funds, say, hey, let's pull together so that we can make sure that the the men and women who are incarcerated can get education. Uh, The percentage of them coming back to prison is going to be really low, and it'll be good on our economy. Well, the Republicans got together and said, no, if you do that, then everybody in the community should be able to go to college for free.
4: Mm -hmm.
1: Well... Private donators got together and pool money so that the men and women at, at this particular prison can get education. Well, these young men, not only did they beat Harvard. Harvard is just one of the teams that they beat. But they the first team that they beat was the military uh, academy at West Point. Oh, wow. Right, oh, wow. right, right. Now you think about West Point, yeah, yeah. And you think about the GPA that you have to have to get into West Point. The test scores—they beat the debate team at West Point. Then they went on to beat the uh, debate team at Mm Vormart, who were national champions Mm -hmm. at the time. And then they went on to beat Harvard. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, West Point felt some kind of way about Mm -hmm. it, so they Mm -hmm. wanted a rematch, and they won. But the fact of the matter is they still got beat. They
2: still got beat on the first time.
1: On the first time. And for me, it is a story of one that we're going to talk about a little bit, how you can be redirected and the redirection. Is really working out for your good. Listen, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about being redirected. What does it feel like to be redirected? You got to go the hard way, but God is saving, preserving you for something that's going to be better for you later. We'll be back in a moment.
4: I don't want your money, I don't want your time, I don't want your tears. So stop all that crying, I don't want your praise. I don't want your dance, I don't want your worship. So put down your hands, I don't need your skills. I don't need your talents. You got them from me, so I already have them. I don't want your fame, I don't want your glory. All I want is love. I don't want your sad story no. Let's go! Nothing that you do for me really matters to me at all. I want understanding for all of my children, for the brokenhearted. I want you to love them. I want to forgive you for not thinking of them. For homeless people, provide them with shelter. For orphan children, I want you to help them. For lonely widows that have no families, I want you to visit them. Please understand me. I don't have your eyes.
0: Cause nothing really matters. I'm on my way to hell, and my pockets getting fatter. Chatter.
4: Matters. Really matters. Nothing
1: Alright. Really 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 well, you know, that's one of my favorite songs. I was singing a little bit of that in the studio. And those of you who are watching us on the internet, you might see me do a little movement here and there. But my co-host said um I might want to let Uncle Reese have that song. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. I think he's a little salty because I had something said by his team, the Bulldogs. <laughs> so it's called Get Back. Mm. Well, you know, our Facebook friend actually reached out to us and said that she, uh, she wants Dot Bishop to know that they have a lot of seats out there for the Georgia Bulldogs and he can come out there and get him one.
2: <laughs> ah. I'll take a pass.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to jump into our show. And what we're talking about is. Align yourself to be redirected. That's a big topic. Very
2: big topic.
1: So what do you think, Doc, when it comes to God redirecting us?
2: I think that when it comes to God redirecting us, it's it's not always a comfortable move. It's not always something that's easy, nor is it something simple. It's always dramatic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, in, in my personal opinion, it's something extravagant has to take place in order to get you where he really is trying to get you to go in the first place mm-hmm.
1: so and, uh, and a lot of times uh, when we're redirected we get upset because the redirection seems to be one that's very uncomfortable right you know seem like you you have a hard way to go kind of thing mm-hmm. Paul got redirected yeah uh, you know we see a lot of people who have gotten redirected but it was they were redirected for their good and they were redirected because God had other intentions for them. Like we talked about the young men who were in prison. And one of the young men, because I did some research about it, you know, one of the guys that's on that debate team, he actually got incarcerated for manslaughter. But the background in which he came from, he never would have ever even thought about using his mind to to excel in the way that he's selling at this moment. And he's thankful for being in prison, and who would think about being thankful for being in prison? But it shows me how uh, God will preserve us when we're not thinking about preserving ourselves. That He will actually uh, take time to preserve us because He has something inside of us uh, worth getting to the next level or to the next place. You might be in being. You might be that person that He's saving for somebody else.
2: You know, I, t- I totally agree. You know redirection. You know a lot of times we think that God has forsaken us. We think that sometimes God isn't making the right necessary move in our life because we don't understand it. Because here it is with redirection. Don't no instructions come with redirection?
1: No, it don't.
2: Not in the beginning process. But who <laughs> likes
1: being redirected? Nobody. <laughs> you know, you, it's like uh, like traffic on on the interstate. You've been on the interstate, and um, this is a quick way to get there. And then you look up, they got these detour Detour, signs. So now I got to go a long way around. And I'm a little lost because you don't have any other signs to tell me how to get there. So I got to follow the other cars because I don't know. You know what I'm saying? No one really likes being redirected. But when you think about, you know, redirection, how should we be open to being redirected by God?
2: You know, I I I I totally agree that we should be open to redirection. But the thing about it is, we don't think redirection will happen to us.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
2: think everybody at some point in their life they are redirected to a. I don't think place. we
1: think of the word redirected. What do you think we call it? I mean, I think we call it like being inconvenienced <laughs> and and oh set Lord, back. why oh, and delay? Yes. Oh, just being delayed and not <laughs> forgotten. We don't think of it as God is redirecting you. Because if you keep going this way, it could be tragic for you. Yes. And yes. so I had to redirect you because I need to make sure that you are being kept. And so we don't we don't think of redirection. I don't I don't think I've ever heard anyone use that word.
2: No, I, I don't. I know I haven't. I don't. But now that I look back on some things, God, you really have been redirecting I-N-G, mm-hmm. <laughs> me and some things in my life to get me to where you really want me
1: to be. Well, see, the good thing is, is that uh, we allow ourselves to be redirected because we trust him. Of course. And when we see people who are having struggles, they are resisting the redirection that God has for their life. Yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly. You know, uh, T-Pain, it's redirection isn't something that I think we will always understand, you know, even going through the process. Because a lot of times, even when I can just think on some things that have happened in my life, I fought God on it. I fought God on it and be like, God, I don't know if you made the right decision. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Because I could not see the finished product of the matter. And I think a lot of times we're so comfortable with seeing and knowing how it's going to plan out it, knowing how it's going to happen and knowing how things Cause are going to Because be yeah, you want to be in control.
1: You want to be in control of the situation. Yeah, yeah. Now, I've had times when God has redirected me when I got sick. And you know why I felt sick? Because I knew this is what God wanted me to do, and I didn't want to do it. It's like, okay, I really don't want to do this. Why do we got to be here? And I'm just sick about it because, okay, this is what God wants me to do. This is not what I really want to do. And I know this is what I need to be doing. You ever been like yeah. that?
2: Yeah, of course, plenty of times. Plenty of times. So, but
1: I can't imagine <laughs> you being like that, Doc. Because you're one of those kind of people, if you, if the sun is not shining the right way, you're not going to get out of the bed anymore.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> called <laughs> redirection. Yeah, you're like, uh-uh,
1: it don't look right out there. <laughs> I'm not gonna get uh, out of bed. It's not happening. I'm a
2: very cautious person, and I have to make sure that I know what I'm doing. Making sure that I know the step that I'm taking. Not realizing that there's something gonna happen in the midst. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So you, you're absolutely right. I am one of those people. If it don't look right, I ain't finna go with it. Even though there may be purpose in it, mm-hmm. but you know, I. I'll sit now, back what in a what
1: what do we need to do to come out of that place? Out of that place of I'm not going to um, go with this, even though they're being redirected, but I'm not going to go with this because I don't like the way it looks.
2: You know, I think as believers, one of the biggest things you said it earlier, one of the biggest things that I think that help us to really trust Is trust. Mm -hmm. We've got to really learn to trust God because our ways are not his ways and our thoughts are not his thoughts. So we have to really get to a place where we're really trusting God as the leader Mm -hmm. and as the leading one of our life. And I think because we don't allow him to really lead and allow him to take that that ownership and trust that he can lead us, Mm -hmm. we don't always fight against it. So once we uh, trust the leading of God,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: then I think we'll Maneuver, (laughs) a transition out of that place of fighting the redirection.
1: You know, I can tell you this. When you allow uh, redirection to happen in your life, you become unstoppable. Mm. Because uh, the Mm. thing is, is that uh, the redirection is something that's ordained by God. Yeah. And when you allow God to redirect you and you're trusting him for your everything, when you're trusting God for your everything and he redirects you, there's nothing that man can do to stop you because God is the one who's guiding you. Yeah. And yeah. so and and you become unstoppable in that sense mm-hmm. because your gift is being guided by the one that you trust solely. Mm-hmm. But you have to be open to trust him in that mm-hmm. way.
2: hmm. I, I totally agree. You know, I was sitting here thinking, anybody that knows me, I'm a big Seahawks fan. Yeah, Seahawks, Seahawks. And so last year, of course, we know what happened. They, they, didn't they lost? Because the wrong play was thrown at them. The redirection was wrong. And I think sometimes that in life, we go, we're we going the right path, and we're trusting the path that we're on because that's the path that God wants us, want us to go on. Mm-hmm. We have to understand that if this path is working for us mm-hmm. the direction that god has already on there's no reason to deviate and to do anything oh, but you know
1: you have people <laughs> see what happens a lot of times i think that the reason one of the reasons that redirection can't happen we name one uh the let la- not trusting god completely trusting yes, him perfect. another one is we play into what hearsayers naysayers uh, yes. yay sayers have to say yes. and so we end up trusting them more than yes. we trust the voice of god yes. so yes. when you got yay sayers and naysayers <laughs> they will know that you're on the right track yes they like what you're doing yes. and then they come up and say oh man that's jacked up yeah. right there I don't You
2: don't think you need to do you that. don't need to do you that you don't need to go there you know and yeah. then
1: they're secretly in their closet trying to figure out how to how patent you, it yes Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to I'm going to patent what they're doing, because I'm going to do it better than what they're doing. And so but when we see that happening. So you know, people got to learn how to, like I always tell you, Doc, turn off the noise. You definitely got to learn how to turn off the noise
2: That is a very hard thing I think even for believers Because we like to have the opinion of people
1: You like validation
2: People like to be validated yeah, Not see, just me, not, yeah. not me, but people in general They like to be valid- validated I you don't, know? They I don't I'm not one
1: of those people I like your hair I'm not one of those people
2: I, you yeah, got, but you, yeah know, but you know, you I'm, pretty look,
1: but you know, I'm not <laughs> one of those people. When I make up my mind and when I know that God has given it to me, mm-hmm. I don't care if nobody don't like it or not. I really don't.
2: I think it depends on who it comes from. I, I really do. I think that every person likes to be validated in some shape, form, or fashion. Well, to, to have a healthy marriage, you're going to have to either validate someone or someone needs to validate you. I think.
1: You. I think it depends on if you understand your destiny. Mm. That's what I think. I think it's more about you understanding your destiny and you being more committed to who you are in God and who he is in you versus the, the relationships and the things that he has allowed you to have because of your relationship with him. Because the things that I have now, I didn't have outside of the relationship that I had with God. But when I came in the relationship with God, the things in the relationships that I have now, I gathered those because of my relationship with him. If I ever lose sight of who he is in my life and I don't put him at the center of that, those things and even some of those relationships might deteriorate because I haven't put him first. So for me, nobody and nothing will ever come before God, Mm. even my husband. Mm. And, but I love him and I love my mom and my son even. Mm -hmm. But you know, um, for me, When the Bible says that nothing can separate us from the love of God, I don't want anything to separate me from loving him.
2: You know, I I think we've quote that. I think to a degree we understand that. But I think at the same time, I think there are things that separate us from the love of God, not trusting him, not moving when he says to move, walking in disobedience, things like that. Causes us to be separated from the love of God because here's the thing: it don't separate God, Him from loving you exactly, but it, it separates separate you from, from loving, loving Him, him. Exactly, exactly. And that's what
1: I'm talking about exactly. because see, He loved us before we even knew Him exactly. exactly. So nothing ever stopped Him from loving no, us. No, but we can be in a bad position from not loving Him yes, the I right agree. way. And so when you actually put more into the the things and the relationships that he has allowed you to have. Because when you honor God and all of that, and you say, God, I thank you for the—I'm grateful. I thank you for the good husband that I have. He's a great man. God, I thank you for the the friends you've allowed me to have in my life at this stage because I have true people who who I can really call friends. And uh, and I thank you for the things you've allowed me to obtain. You know, I caution sometimes— you know, uh, people who get nice things, do not put so much affection into those things because if you do, God can't bless you with more. Mm. You have to always honor him with every single thing in relationship that he allows you to establish. But the key thing is keeping him in it.
2: Yeah, yeah. I totally agree. You know, I think that you said the most important thing because we – in We have a tendency to grow and have affectionate towards the things that we have and the people that are in our life. It's it's almost like, you know. Because they could
1: become your God. And you have to be careful with that. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be careful with that because it can become your God. Um, Things can become your God. Yeah. I don't care what you're driving. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you put more thought and affection into it, you don't want nobody touching it. You don't want one to be seated in the driver's seat of it yeah. and all these kind of things yeah. like this. So now this this object is becoming a God. Well, you know, I can't pray unless my husband tells me to pray. I'm not going <laughs> to think about God <laughs> and my husband. <laughs> now this man is not your husband, which is supposed to be your, your partner. Yes. And you, you know... Now he's your God. So you, you have to definitely be careful in the perspective and what you're putting that in.
2: Yeah. And and, and and it goes to say, and I can say this with assurance, that redirection is necessary. But it is a hard thing when you make things, material things, your God. And, yeah, and that's so right. it is necessary to come so that it can destroy those mm-hmm. things so that he can redirect you to the greater.
1: Right. Now, how do you escape from the validation that people feel like they need of people? Now, I'm gonna tell you this, and I'm, I'm gonna be honest <laughs> with you. And I had to learn this because my mom, for years, my mom, my mom was my only friend. I admit it; I had no other friends. Tap tap church family, because that's you know I grew up. My mom was the person I always talked to. Well, as I start getting older and and uh, and things, I had to learn how. To say no to mama <laughs> and not be affected where mama didn't like certain decisions. Um, and that she was my validation. So anybody outside of her, I didn't really care. I didn't care. <laughs> so, but I had to learn how to be okay with my mom not being okay with things that I was doing especially after coming over into the Christian community and God giving me platforms, and sometimes my mom would disagree. I had to be okay with that. So how do you, Doc, because you you said it, you said it, that validation is very important. How do you break from validation of other people?
2: The validation, I still stand validation is important, important, but I was standing here thinking about, you know, how— a lot of people are esteemed through validation, and once validation turns and they're no longer validating you, you become depressed or your self-esteem drops and things of that yeah, nature. Yeah, and
1: that's why I think that it's important to be careful with it. Right, right. Uh, I, I, I know that it's, you know, we should give honor to whom honor is due. Right. Uh, to me, that's validating. Right. Uh, But some people look for praise of anything. If they clean up the church bathroom, they're looking for somebody to say, (laughs) "Oh, you did (laughs) a good good job." job. You know, uh, and and then there are some that are like me who, if I clean it up, it don't matter with me. I clean it up because that's what I wanted to do. I'm cool with it. So, but um, I think you have to be careful with the validation because then you'll look for validation in order to do the things that you know you're supposed to do.
2: You know, it, it, I think that the best way to move from the validation of others is to start affirming yourself mm-hmm. and start d- speaking over yourself. Self-affirmation, and speak, okay. Yeah, and, and, and so with that, I say I think about the story with David, how he was the king and the people wanted to kill him, and so he went to, to pray to God. And when he prayed to God, he had to encourage himself from God mm-hmm. and ask God, God, what do you want me to do? Because at first they were praising David. They went to bed, and then these
1: people came and did all these things to David. Mm-hmm. And here, David's sitting here. He's running.
4: Okay, running well, hiding. you know,
1: we, we don't have a lot of time, but I'm going you this. So what do you think about, because you, you said validation is key, and, and our show is not about validation. It's about redirection, but I'm going to ask you because it's on my mind. When the Bible tells us to be careful of a flattery tongue,
2: one but, who flatters you all the time. But there's there's a difference. There's a difference when it's coming from a, a, a genuine place. And that, the
1: thing is to know the difference yeah, Now for me that. you know I believe in having a battle buddy mm-hmm. I do I believe in the battle buddy thing Because when he sent him out he sent him out by two. So I'm okay with that But <laughs> <laughs> You don't really have to Stroke my ego I'm not that person I'm just not that person You don't have to stroke my ego You do have to tell me I did a good job Now I might sit and say okay I think that was Really nice and well put together But I'm still going to do what I need to do. And I guess the question is, being how do some of the brothers and sisters get to that place of self-validation? Have you arrived there yet, Doc? Yeah, I, I'm arriving there. I uh, do you day. make I'm pit? Do you make pit stops
2: and leave? No, because people, people, <laughs> people are fake, flaky, mm-hmm. and so you can't. And I think that's why God allows redirection to happen in relationships. Right, right. Redirection to happen because you know the job. David also
1: said, you know, uh well, he didn't say it, but the Bible says <laughs> that he encouraged himself. He, that's
2: exactly and the Lord and he
1: was encouraging himself and the Lord when a bunch of people wanted to kill him. Right. So he needed redirection right. from God, and mm-hmm. so I think
2: that. We have to constantly stay in a place where not only where we're trusting God, trusting him completely, you know, and understanding what he's doing. But we've got to maintain uh, a, uh, a healthy prayer life with him so that when those things come, we won't act out in the flesh. Because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, I've learned for me, a lot of things that were redirected in my life was because I was flip mouth. You know, I, my mama said I I Speak before I think. And I was one of those type of children. Yeah, you still do
1: that sometimes. <laughs>
2: yeah. and I so, hear it every once in a while. And, and so <laughs> every now and then things will happen. And it was like, and I make my mind up what I'm going to do when I get there. And God will cause things to happen, to mm-hmm. take place and be redirected. And I'm mad at God because God let it happen. Mm-hmm. But then he said, I'm trying to work on you.
1: Well, you know, and that's good though because that sounds like you—you you were humble and not stubborn. Sometimes you can have people who are stubborn who's like, "I don't care, I don't care nothing about the Christ thing, I don't care nothing about the Bible. I'm going, I'm, I'm getting ready. This is going down. Yeah, yeah. But at least that shows that you have humility, and that's another thing too. An element that's needed in redirection is humility. Yes, you have to yes. uh, really humble yourself and uh, and be willing to be redirected. Yes,
2: yeah, willing. Yes. Not everybody's not willing and everybody
1: able. everybody's <laughs> not willing because a lot of people are so comfortable yes. where they are yes and because of that I'm comfortable where I'm at kind of thing they will not grow yes
2: because
1: growth is consistent change yes it's consistent change and and if you think that growth means standing in the same pot same spot and everybody know you because they've seen you in the same spot for 30 years is growth it's not it's not. <laughs> but, you know... You it might be a landmark,
2: really. But here's one of the hardest things. Being redirected from another ministry when you're already a part of a
1: ministry. Oh, see, now you just said something else. It's a whole other subject. Go, <laughs> no, ahead on, but, go ahead on, though. Go I'm, ahead on. I'm
2: saying, and when mm-hmm. you're thinking, when we, we're talking about, you know, following the redirection of God's alignment, and when God, you're in a productive place, and you're talking about having humility, and God is saying, okay, I need you to move from this ministry to go to another ministry... God, what you doing?
1: I'm comfortable. I don't want to move. I, I want love to stay my here.
2: church. I love my church. I like what I'm doing, but mm. I need you to go here. And then you go
1: to another church and you're <laughs> catching it?
2: <laughs> All hell breaks loose? So
1: it's hard it's like to what, maintain humility. Like what just happened?
2: Yeah, yeah. So it's hard for some people, I would I would think, to maintain humility when you assessing the situation. When
1: there's something you don't want to do is what you're saying. Oh, <laughs> uh, because I'm gonna tell you this, you know, um you you got to move in that direction regardless. Regardless. And dumb it doesn't matter. Now I would do that drop of a dime. If God is saying, Okay, hey, this needs to happen this way, T Pain, and it's time to pack up your stuff and go, I go ahead and start making phone calls right then. All right, we're getting ready to get up out this camp. Doc, you know this is true. Mm-hmm. So uh, you look up, and as soon as, I, as soon as I understand what God is saying, the next week we're packing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't take a whole lot for me, but I believe in what God has already told me. So, it, But it's, it's a belief factor. Mm-hmm. It is a belief factor. The belief factor helps you stay at a place of focus. And if you don't have humility, you cannot be focused. And that's what it's about because either it's going to be God's plan for your life or your plan for your life. And if you go in your own strength, you're going to always lose. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: So, and I choose to be the unstoppable one because I'm not going to do it in my own strength. So for me to be unstoppable, I have to do it in God's strength because where I'm weak is strong.
2: Exactly.
1: Right? Isn't that what God's grace is about? Yeah,
2: yeah. I I I agree with you, uh, but for some,
1: <laughs> for some
2: redirection is 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 a is a very hard thing when you don't understand it.
1: When you don't when understand, you understand it, it but, but maybe we will understand it a little bit. But, yeah. Today, because yeah. I don't think we use that terminology a lot. Maybe you've heard it. Maybe you haven't. But you know, when God is redirecting you, and and we and He's the ultimate shepherd of mm-hmm. shepherds. Yeah. He's guiding us beside that that still waters for our own good, so that we can be protected. I'm all about it,
2: of course you about it
1: yeah
4: <laughs>
2: of yeah course you, all you,
1: you about th- it.
2: think you think I'm all about it yeah 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 i i i concur. Mm-hmm. I'm, so, ju- I'm trying to really pace myself About this conversation Because I'm like Okay God Don't let no redirection Happen this time and This season God I don't know where You're trying to redirect me to And so I try to be Very cautious yes. About this Because sometimes When you talk about stuff You
1: talk about it
2: Things happen they It vanif- happen, <laughs> They manifest It's going to happen
1: to you <laughs> so, <laughs> It's coming to your front door doc
2: I, I, Redirection I'm not going to answer
1: You ain't going to answer uh, I'm not gonna I ain't answer. got nothing to do with it That's <laughs> You know Jesus on the main line You going to send the voicemail <laughs> <laughs> oh, he sent him the voicemail don't do it doc don't you do it we got call
2: ID I can see who called we got
1: call ID <laughs> oh man uh, you know what though I think if we just stay in that place and that mindset of listen I'm going to be what God would have me to be and that's it bottom line I think we'll be okay
2: I don't agree. you? I, I
1: totally agree. Hey, listen, that's all the time we have. You have been listening to Straight Talk for Christians. Do make sure you go out onto our Facebook page. Check us out at The Zone Radio. And you can also follow us on Twitter at The Zone Radio. I don't end the broadcast without saying, believe, at and follow your destiny. And until next time, church family. Be blessed. Thanks for joining us in DAZN for another episode of Straight Talk for Christians. You can follow Minister T. Payne and Dot Bishop on Facebook and Twitter at DAZN Radio. You can also listen to WBGA DAZN Gospel Radio Online daily at www.DAZNRadio.fm. That is ww.d-a-z-o-n-e-radio.fm.